0: guys, 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 I can't believe that I am here recording this particular episode. It is wild to me. I'm currently sitting here in my office. I'm actually drinking my morning collagen drink and I feel like it should definitely be wine, but I'm drinking at 7.36am while I record this in advance to when you guys are listening to it. But um. If you've clicked on the link, if you've clicked on the link to this particular episode, then you know what this podcast is about. And this is about the year that was, which is a year to go down into the history books of the wildest possible year of my whole entire life. I have published 12 books, three journals. And recently we also hit a hundred episodes of the Writer's Advice podcast. So thank you for all being here. (laughs) I'm going to go take a nap now. (laughs) Um, Honestly, it has been absolutely wild. And you're probably just like, there's so much to this story that seems so overwhelming and it's kind of might be a whole why like why Olivia like did you really did you really have to go that far (laughs) did you really have to do that much and I kind of wanted to have have this episode to explain the strategy behind it all the why of it all and put it into more context particularly if you are a writer and you want to self publish then really listen into this i don't want you to take it as bible but i want you to understand some of the concepts of what's happened that has been able to launch me to where i am today which honestly i'm i couldn't be happier so much of it feels like an absolute blur all of it feels like an absolute blur but um i'm very excited so Yeah let's get into it. So it is December, well actually it's not December, sorry I'm recording this earlier. It is the 30th of November but it is December when you are listening to this. It is the end of December. We've just had Christmas and at the start of the year I published, self-published my first book. It was Starseed, book one of the um, Shadow and Shifter series and it was my favourite book of the whole entire world. Like when this story came through to me, it was one of those feelings of like, this is the one. I'm like, oh my God, this story is absolutely the one. And I know if you're a writer that if you haven't had that feeling yet, you are going to have it. Because in my first couple of books, I was like, mm, I don't know. I'm just playing around. I'm just having fun. And it was in a completely different genre. But when this one came through to me, I remember the moment. I remember the song I was listening to. I remember how it completely took over my body. I am so excited because it was... Um, Heavenly Side by Elenium. Go and listen to that. It's very cinematic and I'm very excited because I'm actually seeing him live this weekend. So I will be in tears. Anyway, I remember that moment where it actually came through my body and it was not an easy book to write. It was really hard to write because it was in a completely different genre that I didn't think that I would write in. I was always the person who would be like, I want to be a journalist. Like I studied journalism and then dropped out because I wanted to write things that were like more realistic and that's why I don't know why I went into rom-coms it's not that realistic but (laughs) I wanted to write things that were more relatable I didn't want to go into that paranormal side but um that's what I've ended up in and that's what I absolutely love and I don't know why I said that to myself if you want to know how that kind of began you can scroll back to my first original um how I how, how I got to my first book um back in a in a previous episode that you'll be able to scroll back through but yeah that book came through to me i wrote the i didn't write this this year by the way this came out in january this was written i think it was written in 2021 i had written, so there's six books in the starseed not the starseed trilogy it originally was the starseed trilogy so i had three books in the starseed trilogy it was starseed book 1 it was Quintessence book two, and then it was, I've got them behind me, and then it was Terraform, which is a, which actually became book four. And the original plan for 2023 was to self-publish three books. It was like, okay, I want to have Starseed published, I want to have Quintessence published, and I want to have um, Terraform published all in the same year. That was going to be like my big launch. I was so excited for it. I absolutely had no idea what I was doing when it came to self-publishing, but I just was completely delirious. And I was like, whatever, I can do this. It was as simple as that. I didn't think twice about it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I got this. I had been recording the podcast for a little bit. I'd been talking to self-published authors, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. I'm gonna be able to do this. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so those three books were actually written uh two years before release and they were done they were edited they were ready to go I was also working on god this is actually a blur that I can't tell you I do know that I think block delete cancelled and disconnected all of those were completed by 2022 I believe so they were in edits as well before 2023 So that was another whole trilogy that I had and released this year. So they were done. And then I also had Black Blood and I didn't realize that that would become a series, but I also had Black Blood written as well. So I had three of what I thought was going to be in the first series, the second trilogy and one of the the final series. And then um, midway through 2022, I entered into a new relationship with a guy who has a business and... I was just like talking to him about my general business strategy. And he's like, "Um, have you ever thought about like working with someone, like getting a mentor? Because what you do is like, like it's amazing what you do connecting with people and having the podcast, but to be honest, and we all know, writing is a very lonely journey. And even if you want to have it as your business and you want to keep it as your own business, you don't want to work as a publisher, which is what I've decided to do with these releases, Um, is it's lonely and it is only you. And I was like thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, well, why, why aren't I doing that? Like I've used professionals in so many other parts of my life to, to work and grow, then why aren't I working with a mentor? So I seeked out a mentor, which I do recommend. <laughs> that sounds that sounds very like, um, that sounds very blase. <laughs> I do, to an extent, recommend working with a mentor. I think there are a lot of different courses out there that are amazing. I think it's just about you need to get clear initially, particularly if you're someone who wants to self-publish, I'm guessing the reason that you want to self-publish is because you want to take... The reason that you go down this path is one, you either love business, which I do. I love the business side. I've worked in business in a lot of different other things. I've had other businesses before and I wanted to keep the business side and I wanted to enjoy all other creativity aspects of publishing I wanted to come up with my own covers I wanted to do different things when it came to marketing I had had a couple of books previously with publishers and I didn't feel as in control and I I wanted to make sure that um the effort that I'm putting in I want to make sure that the money comes back 100% to me as well because there are some publishers out there that you know just be careful that's all I'm saying um so yes then I went, went, worked for this mentor. The first thing that happened was I was actually, I interviewed Samantha Young. And if you haven't read, if you haven't read, if you haven't listened to her podcast yet, go and go to um, Samantha Young's podcast because she talks a little bit more about this Strategy, and exactly like the year that she took, actually Samantha Young's podcast and Lucy score's podcast, I highly recommend listening into because that goes into a little bit more depth of this general strategy as well, but essentially, when I worked with this mentor, they believed in rapid releasing, they believed in rapid releasing and they believed in long series form, particularly when it comes to being self published because obviously it's a business and if you want to make money you need to keep you need to think of it as a product business right you need to keep creating more products and that doesn't mean like just keep creating more products like obviously it needs to be a good product otherwise people aren't going to buy it particularly if it's a series and you want sell through from book one to book six or whatever it is but that is a great way to go about it um when you're a self-publisher also I love it now like I do have some standalones that I want to move into but I love writing in series because particularly when it comes to the whole paranormal world and sci-fi fantasy that I write in it's because you're in a different world that so many things can happen and and like you're staying with these characters for such a long period of time that I don't want to, yeah, I want to stay with them longer than than one book. I want to really develop them over time. And also being in that young adult stage as well where you're writing characters who are in such a big um, developmental time of their life, I want to I want to put more into that. And I think that's really fun when it comes to series. Also, if you're a reader, I love reading series. I want someone to make me want to read the next book. I want to get invested into these stories. It's the same as if you're watching... Um, television show you want to wait for the next episode like you want to have that feeling of like you are a part of something right um so that is why i do love writing in series but anyway i start this is a big ramble i started um yeah i had the 3 got this mentor and they're like let's let's turn this 3 into 6 if you can make 2 6 part series and rapid release it's called rapid release so rapid release is the strategy um and this is definitely for the U.S. market I mean it's for the Australian market as well but obviously the U.S. market is a bigger market and it's about creating a fandom or creating those cold readers so if you write one book that gets the sell through to the next that gets the sell through to the next it's like if you're watching a tv series right and you're like hooked on it I'm hooked in at of um I'm not I'm not a tv series person I don't like tv series but I'm hooked in Murder, Murder murder on the Other Side of the World. Britt Marling is like the best screenwriter in the whole entire world. I'm obsessed with her. And I just finished an episode. And now I have to wait a whole week for the next write. If you finish a book and you're a, a huge reader, you want the next one. You want the next one. And if you don't have it there straight away, then people don't want to wait for things anymore. We're in a very, very disposable world. And if you're a writer writing a series, you will actually notice that you'll get sales at the start when you first launch a book. So like when you get book one, yep, cool. You're going to get initial sales. Then you'll see a dull for a little bit. And then you'll see a, a rise in sales again once the whole series is out because you'll even see it on writer groups. People are going to wait until the whole series is out, right? So if you're if you're publishing and some traditional publishers still do that is although it's very rare if you're publishing a series it used to be like oh one a year it doesn't work like that now because we live in such a con- like a consumer led world that we need the next thing if a story isn't so prolific that it's not going to sting us so hard that I'm going to wait the next year you need to get it out straight away and that is the idea of rapid releasing so This doesn't mean that you need to write so much all at once because it's about holding on to your work and then bringing it all out at once, essentially. So that is the reason behind this year. And the intention behind this year was building a backlist so that, okay, cool when someone does finish a book, they have another one to go on to and you start building a name. So it's like having that intense initial launch year is, yeah, the full reason behind this whole year and it has paid off. It has also had some really um, hard months. (laughs) You think something's gonna launch and it didn't quite take off and then you give it time and then you see and it is also a so much trial and error of where it comes to business, this and that. Also, writing releases for next year. um, I've definitely been behind on, I'm not going to lie, next year is definitely not going to be as big, but that's okay because I've had that initial launch here. So if you're thinking about writing, if you're thinking about writing a series, I know it's hard to hold on to some things, but to keep the momentum going, you do not want to keep particularly if you're a new author and you're trying to build a um following I would say maximum three months between book one and book two um yeah once you have a following and you know that people are going to wait or you know that you know you've got a huge email list you have a huge uh you have a huge amazon following you know that people are going to wait for your next series because you they trust you they know what to expect from your writing um you know you you have those loyal readers then you can go with it but to start your business you really have to throw yourself so hard into the deep end and I tell you it is ridiculous and I don't generally recommend doing 12 I don't think I've lived in the world this whole year I've definitely just lived in stories and I'm waking up and it's the 30th of November when I'm recording this and I'm like what happened I don't know um and it's you have to sacrifice a lot as well if you're serious about this and you want to go all in and have a backlist year as in building your stories there is so much sacrifice and there's so much um not goodness <sighs> not goodness that's what my words are like now because I feel like I've spilled up spilled out so many words this year that it's like what is going on um there's so many. Things that are really hard, like it, it does it took a definitely took a whole toll on my mental health. I am very lucky to have incredible friendships who understand that's the season I'm in that um they know that they're not gonna see me they weren't gonna see me as much. I was writing as well as releasing twelve books, doing the podcast, and I have a full time job um and it definitely took a toll on um my relationship as well, so you know. There's a lot of sacrifices that need to make to build a, a, a thing like this. And I am very excited to be taking some time off, but... Anyway, that's what it is. That is 12 books. So this year I have released the full Shadow and Shifter series, which is a Celestial Love Paranormal Young Adult series, which I highly recommend getting into. If you love things like vampires, werewolves, angels and demons and all those tropes, but you want to try something a little bit different, then that series is the one for you. If you love more dystopian, I have a dystopian sci-fi series. It is literally like The Hunger Games meets The Matrix, and that is the Social Games trilogy. It is so good, uh, very Black Mirror. That's block, delete, cancelled, and disconnected. And then I have released half of the Dark Side Chronicles. So I have that is a once again sci-fi, fantasy, romance. It is a lot darker. It's a lot more intense. It is pushing up to new adults because the romance gets a little bit. It's not super spicy or anything like that. But there's a lot more romance in it. It's a lot darker. It um. If you love a love triangle, enemies to lovers, if you love a whole multiversal story, it's about a dark queen, a scorned ex and a one scarred boy who's stuck in the middle of them. It's a, it's a wild, wild story about how everyone who leaves this particular sanctuary called the Laura, it's a um, mental health facility. No one comes out the same. Um, so it's very, it's almost a little Shutter Island, Shutter Island. It's quite, quite a good little story good little story. It's a big story. There's six quite big books in this, but three of them are out. So I, I just released my last one, Cursed Blood. And that has been my year. That has been my year. And when it comes to marketing and when it comes to business, that doesn't switch off in your brain either. So my general... um how, how did I do this? Well, a lot of them were written beforehand. A lot of them were scheduled beforehand. Um, yeah, how did I do this? I literally lifted my head and go, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just, um, I would call it a lot of, I have insane discipline. Like when I put my mind to something, nothing gets in the way and I'm going to make sure that it happens. And then it just kind of never stopped. And the journals just came because I would have just been in this full creative mode and so happy and just see so clearly what I want to create and how I want to move the podcast forward and how I want to move my books forward and other ways that I want to connect with everyone as well. And I want to make sure that everyone is writing and releasing all their stories at the same time, because I feel like the world needs them and the world connects through literal storytelling. And so the journals came out and I have worked every single day for three years and not not written anything. And that's what, it's been, that's what it's been like. I've had the past three days off and I don't know myself anymore. I'm coming back to out who I am outside of the writer's world. And I want to be really clear on that because if this is what you've got to go down, you need to make sure that you love it. And a lot of people are going to be like, I don't want to do that. You know, you have to sacrifice so much. And a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, that's not for me um but it could be for you. I don't know if anyone here is really into like archetypes, but in human design I'm a manifesting generator and if you're a manifesting generator, this is probably you're like lit up by this, you're like, "Yeah, let's go." Um and this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so this has been the launch year of putting everything out there, showing the world who I am showing the world what I can do and if you're listening to this now and you want to do this next year too then you then you got to do it guys you got to do it and connect with me and make sure that you're showing me how specifically you do this okay now I do have some questions that I have been given I did put a Q&A about how this all came together on my Instagram and my TikTok so I do have some questions here that I am going to answer Okay. Questions. Let's get into it. Number one, how do you write 12 books in a year? I'm assuming you also have a J-job question mark. I struggle to write two. (laughs) Well, that is the overall question. And I do have to admit, I did not write um, all these books this year. I published them and I published them to do the rapid release um, style of releases that I spoke about before. Do I think that you have to do this? Absolutely. I don't think that anyone has to rapid release when it comes to self-publishing. I don't think it's something that is 100% necessary. However, when it comes to writing series, when it comes to building your name, it can really, really, really help because particularly with different algorithms, if you're just selling your books online, different algorithms, when you're um first releasing a book you're going to stay in the charts as a new release for a lot longer so you've always currently got a release in those charts so this was literally to have a huge launch year for me so I did publish 12 books but they weren't all um written this year absolutely not and also like you know you've got to write then you've got to edit then you've got to edit again then you've got to edit again and the whole process they were definitely most of these were already ready before I would say that I work years in advance but that's the same with traditional publishing as well you're always working you know pretty much a year in advance I know what my release dates are for the next year um, to, to yeah so you're always working a year in advance so I didn't write 12 books this year although I did write a fair few some of them aren't as long, like some of them. Some of the um, Star Seed trilogies, because they're young adult, are around sixty five thousand. Now, the new stuff that I'm going into next year, and a lot of the Dark Side Chronicles, are about eighty thousand. But what I'm going into next year is ninety to a hundred, so they're definitely taking longer. But I will admit to answer your question of how I did all this and how I continued to publish and write at the same time. I have insane discipline like I it is my superpower it is also um not a superpower because it can affect other areas of my life but I'm someone that is an all-in person like when I decide on, when I decide something I'm like all in go let's go with that energy um it's been so yeah I'm, I'm like an all-or-nothing person and I think really the answer is this is for anyone who's like I don't believe that you need to write so many books in a year, no. But if you've got a goal of writing one and you're struggling to write that, I think it's literally just you have to choose your pain, right? It's like, how badly do you want this? You always, no matter what you want in life or no matter what you do, you have to sacrifice something. There's going to be have to be some give and take. That's that's the law of the universe. It's give and take. It's It's what you've got to do. And to me, it's like, you have to choose your pain right and the pain for me is like oh my god i hope you he can't hear my dog in the background <laughs> the pain for me is i would rather um you know the pain of sacrificing and making sure that i'm doing what i want to do with this one precious life that we have in this world rather than the pain of procrastination because that's the same thing that's painful knowing that I'm not actually acting on all the things that I really want the most and so really you have to get radically honest with yourself and realize what is more important in that sense of things Um, and for me I'm a very all-in or nothing person I'm a very regimented person So when I make a decision, I am all in. It's kind of annoying sometimes when I go to give myself a break and then I get really excited about another project. It just doesn't stop. (laughs) But for me, I am a, I will get up at 4.30 a.m. I try not to check my phone, not to look at anything because a lot of the time, like I, my sales and um, I'm in Australia, obviously, if you're an American listening to my voice right now, but um, all of my sales, well not all of my sales but ninety seven percent of my sales are um u s based on my it, pretty much all my marketing is based in the u s um most of my podcast interviews are u s based so mornings I'm actually doing a lot of podcasts and emails as well but if i don't if i there isn't anything like pressing that I need to get back to, then I am up at four thirty don't look at my phone. And then I write until about six, so I try and get a thousand words out and done before anything else in my day starts. I love the mornings for that. Um, I live in Queensland, so it's very bright and early in the morning anyway. Like the sun is already up at four thirty at this time of year. I make myself a coffee. I go downstairs. I curl up on the couch and I take my laptop and I write. And then I go to the gym. And then it's like cool. I've spent my first so many hours of the day doing what I love and giving that time specifically to me. Then my workday starts. I do do have um, a full-time job as well. Then my workday starts. Get home after work and usually if I'm writing something, I'll get into more writing or it could be a podcast, it could be work. So it is a very long day and then I'll work until probably literally about eight o'clock. And that is my life Monday to Friday but that is what I and some people will look at that and think oh my god you're crazy what the hell but that is what I've chosen and that is what's more important to me knowing that I'm working on something that I really want every single day Um, and I know it's getting to closer to the bigger goals and knowing that I'm getting a bigger writer and knowing that I get a, a better writer sorry and knowing that I get to create more stories and give life to the ideas and it's um it's really flow on from them yes absolutely it it's also a lot with publishing it's incredibly overwhelming some days and <laughs> and yeah, it's been a very, very full on year. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. There's definitely been a lot of mental breakdowns in between. Um, But most of that isn't because of what I'm doing. It's because of the expectations that I've put on myself. So I've learned to be a little bit more um, realistic for that. But although now I'm looking at it, and now I'm looking at it from the end of the year, I am like, wow, you know, your reality is nearly there. And I am, very close to to not needing that full-time job um, and being able to launch even more things that I want to move into so yeah I think I think if it's anything that you want to do like no matter what type of writer you are if you do want to make this your thing if you do want to make this your career or anything like anything that you want to do or change in your life and you want to make it a career I think going intense on something straight up is is how to get it done and learn quick and throw yourself in the deep end and and put yourself out there. So that is how I do it. Every morning, every night, I'm currently not writing anything and it's been three days since I'm not writing anything because I, I have certain things, I have so many things sitting with two different editors at the moment. Um, so it's been strange. It's been strange. Instead, I've been like, I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? I honestly don't know what to do with myself. I need to figure out who I am while I'm not writing now. It's exciting, but it's December. I've got a lot of social events on and um, it's also great to just sit in this time now and think more on some different ideas and stuff that I want to bring to life. So I'm very, very, very excited about that. Okay, also, if anyone has any further questions on that and wants to go a little bit deeper, please hit up my DMs at any time. So just go Olivia Hillier Author hit, um, on any socials. I am here, here to chat about anything. Okay, question two. How do you formulate a full plot from a crazy from <laughs> one crazy idea? Ah, uh, that is a really, really, really great question, and this is actually why I brought the writer's journal out because, I think, I think back to like the first couple of books I've wrote that no one will ever see the light of day of. Oh, they are so terrible, but I'm so glad I did it. And I think that every single writer needs that. They need that really terrible book under their belt to just try and just throw themselves into the deep end. Um, that, and you know, I, I love I love hearing the stories and you you would have heard it if you're an avid reader of this podcast, of, reader, listener of this podcast for anyone who does have all those um So many people do have that particular book that sits in the drawer and is not going to see the daylight, but it's really great to see how far you've grown. And I feel like a lot of those things is someone has a really great idea, but you do have to formulate it into a structured plot. I'm actually just going to grab the writer's journal right now so I can kind of explain it. But essentially, for me, when an idea comes to me, and it's different to everyone, some people will feel a a character. Some people will feel certain things. With the Dark Side series, I I saw a character before I saw anything else. Um, Sometimes I see certain scenes. Sometimes I actually have an overriding question, like an overriding "what if" question. Um, Like, I have a series coming out next year. Um, and my overriding question was, what if, what if the afterlife lived among us? Like, what if ghosts did live, like you died and then you just became a ghost and you just continued living around us. And I wanted to explore a world like that. So it, sometimes it comes in an overriding question. Sometimes it comes in a, um, Scene, sometimes it comes in just like a full vision. Sometimes I feel like a character's just around me and their story wants to be told, and every writer will feel it differently. But then to formulate that into a plot, it's literally just I just write down the scene, write down whatever's coming through me. Now I understand the plot. Now I understand how a plot works. I can see exactly how to, you know, make sure that I've got the pacing right and got people turning the page over. But essentially, I do have a plot section in the journal. So in the writer's journal, there's sections where you build your characters and you, you get to know your characters and then you start to build the world, whether that's a real world, whether that's a fake world, you start to see what it looks like in the scene. So all once, and then once all that done, is done, you start to think about the plot. So the plot is like the point of view as well. So you need to think about, okay, how would this story best be told? Like how are we going to get the best imagery of this? Is it going to be best told through like, um first person third person like objective um om- 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 omniscient I'm always bad at saying that word and kind of playing around with who who would tell this story with the point of view then think of the overriding question right it's like okay cool there's always an overriding question of the story so once you know your characters and once you know your world this is where you start to can, can start to create your plot so it's like Who is your story about and what do they want? What is the main character's journey? Why? What is their overall want? And all stories can be devised around that question. What are they trying to get? You know, what, like, what is the, what is the end goal for this person? What are they coming into this story with? What is their overall goal? Right? Um... What is the motive of your protagonist, and what are they trying to achieve? Same question. Are they looking for love, revenge, world domination? What is the overall premise of the story, and what is your yeah, what is your like character trying to achieve, and why? So, for my Starseed Shadow and Shifter series, it's about a girl who can see all the dark shadows in the world, and she's trying to figure out why she can. Once she decides. Once she finds out why she's different to everyone else, it's about why she has that power and what she is here to do in the world with that power and understanding why she's different. For my social games trilogy, it's about um, Alexa, who is the main character and she wants to break down the network that she is living within. So she lives in a world where social media following is your resume Um, it's what you can do It is your your rights in the world essentially and everything is the government is an algorithm and everything is controlled and so her why is like why are we living like this and is there another way and so she sets out to break that down and discovers an overall world that she's living within the overriding premise for um the dark side chronicles is a little bit different because I wanted to it to be like how far can you push someone? How much like, how, how far can you push someone until they turn dark? But that whole series is told by a very different, um, many different characters. And so that was the overall premise. And then there's different questions for different characters um, getting, getting what they want around that very premise of like, how far can you push someone to make them turn dark? <laughs> Um, so yeah, very, 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 very morally questioning, interesting story of that one as well. So once you kind of know the overall premise, then you know where to go with the plot. Cause you're like, okay, cool. This is where my character's coming into the scene. And this is where I want him or her to be by the end of the story. So then you just move it into a beginning scene. Um, which then leads into the turning point. So you'll have a beginning scene, you'll be getting to know the characters, how everyone's around each other. You'll get the like pull the reader in to get to know what's going on, why, who this person is, why we're reading this person's story. And then ov- overall, there's a turning point that will be the initial conflict of the story. So you have the turning point, the initial conflict and blocks and limitations that are preventing your character from getting what they overall want, which is the, is the premise of the story. Then you have the journey. So you can this is where you can add the emotions of the characters, what they're dealing with, how your character's communicating with other characters. You can throw a couple of different events in there. I'd say just if this is your first book, just focus on three main events. Most people, most of them have three main events. It's kind of like building up to the final rising action. So it's like turning point three major events, let's say it's a rom-com on and off going on and off again, on and off again, building up to the climax point that, oh, my God, they're going to have to break up and that something is tearing them apart all the way to the end until once again, obviously, if it's a romance, they have to come back together. So it's like, who are my characters and what are they trying to achieve? Let's throw them in the deep end and then put a turning point onto this, obviously, because they need to learn stuff to go through what they're trying to achieve. It's the hero's journey build three major events to help them get to their overall conflict build the rising rising conflict until you get to the climax and then the end and there's some really great questions within the writer's journal that's going to help you actually dive in and drive that down like um and put that into an overall plot line which then you can start to build into a, a character outline as well if that makes sense so you once you start, yeah, playing around with scenes, you get to know your characters and your world building, that's when you can go into the plot. There's a whole, there's so much to it. And if anyone does want me to kind of go a little bit more and deeper in an episode, please send me an inbox um, and we can explore that deeper as well. Okay, next question. Do you have a structured writing time every day or a daily word count goal? This is really interesting because I want to change up my, um, I want to change up my routine next year. I think I don't know who knows what I'm doing in my life. Um, I always say like, yeah, I want to take a step back, and then I'm like, why? Why? There's too many more stories coming through you, Olivia. Uh, yeah. So it is. I don't specifically have a word count every day because I don't like to put too much pressure on myself. But it's more like the time it's more like the time and as long as I try and get a thousand if I if I know that I've got that morning session and I've had like from four till six or four till six and I've got that thousand words out of me with no distraction my phone's not there it's quite easy to get a thousand words out once you've been doing this for you know consistently as I have um then I know I've got that thousand words out whatever happens in the afternoon if I'm at my work goes over if I have a podcast interview or other marketing things that I need to focus on then I know that I've got that out um and then yeah so it it depends on what stage I'm at within a book I think sometimes I'm like yeah I want to go for this I want to finish this and I'll make sure I do a thousand of a morning and I'll make sure that I do a thousand of a night but my overall goal is just knowing that I've got that morning time when I'm writing Um, next year though, I think I'm going to have like month on month off or like two months on to write something and then have a month off and have some more breaks. Um, just because a couple of things that I am working on are very complicated. And I honestly, I think the series that I'm working on is very complicated and very complex and I love it. It's just that um sometimes I write a whole series and then go through edits where this is definitely going to need to be completely edited before I move on to the next one if that makes sense so next year might be a little bit of a different story but um yeah I feel like it'll be the same thing just making sure that I'm writing every morning best advice for someone submitting a manuscript to publishers but having no luck so much so much my first two books were published by publishers um new news here but I'm actually going to be uh taking my books back from them <laughs> which is another whole episode that I will do in the new year um when some things start to move there and I'll explain why but if you just want to be a traditionally published author which is amazing, um, There's so many different things. One, make sure that you've had um, a manuscript assessment. Make sure that you've had a manuscript assessment on your book because it might just be a couple of different tweaks that you need um, when it comes to that. And also they might be able to help you really layer a really good query letter because also what people are expecting in a query letter is different. So I would say make sure that you've had a manuscript assessment. I would recommend your state um writing center and you can get a, a manuscript assessment from there and you can also get a query letter assessment so once you've had your manuscript assessment and you're like yep cool this is exactly where I want it to be and I was ready for publication um then you can get a query letter assessment to make sure that you are because really it's a pitch you it's a business pitch you are pitching yourself to for them to invest money in you to for you both to be able to pull this out out together and and work as a business together. You as the author, them as the publisher, it's a business relationship. And so it's a full business pitch of why you are the best person that they should take on. Why is this book best for them? And start to do a little bit even more market. It's not about the creativity. It's like market research and actual business conversation. It's like, you know, who is this action? Do you know who your reader is for? Like, who is this for? It's like, yep. For instance, the Starseed trilogy is for girls from, I would say, 13 to 18, who love vampires, werewolves, angels, demons, who would love all things paranormal, but wanted to, and this is a little bit of a different twist on that, as well as a romance. So that's like, it's it's for those kind of people who are are a little bit in their, their twilight era um it's really getting to know your exactly who your books are for the social games trilogy is hunger games meets the matrix and it's about our social media our social media world today for upper young adult um girls not boys so it's just like, it doesn't even need to be super specific. Just know who your reader is, know who your target market is, know why you're pitching this, know that even like get to know some data numbers. I don't know, go get a query letter um, assessment anyway, because they're probably going to help you out a lot better than I can. So I, I don't query anymore. Um, I want to keep every, all of my creativity in house and within my own business. But um. Yeah. Go get a manuscript assessment. Go get a query letter. Don't get disheartened because it is so subjective. Most publishers, most um, agents, et cetera, know exactly what they're looking for. They're looking for one particular thing and that's what they want. That's what they know is going to sell in the market at the moment. And it's different all the time. And so it doesn't mean anything to do with you. It's literally just business. And it's literally just what people are looking for at this time. Yeah um but once you get those it will really help you also it help you get in front of more people in the industry as well which is really really good um yeah I think that's all the questions I have on that any more that you have please send them through I would love to answer them for you and this is the last episode of the year so thank you so much for being here if you love this episode it would mean the world to me if you could share it send a direct link to a friend who's like yes this is my year of writing. If it's your year of writing, I want to get to know you as well. So make sure you come and follow me at Olivia Clear your author on any socials. Come get to know me. Come let get let me know what you're writing this year. Um, if you grab a copy of the writer's journal, let's work through it together. If you want to do like work on, start working on plot. If you're thinking about rapid releasing and you'd like to ask some more questions, that is what I'm here for. Those what I love. These are the conversations that just light me up. So let me be here for them. And yes, I will be in your ears next week, and I am very, 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 very excited for a whole new year of more creativity, more podcast episodes, more books, a new channel that's coming very soon that I'll let you know about, and um, yeah, until then, guys, enjoy.